0: Focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. What's going on, ladies? I'm happy you're here today, as always. My name is Brittany. Welcome to the podcast. I am a Catholic wife and mom of two boys. My third is coming in July, third boy, and so pretty soon you're going to start when I record the podcast. I thought about this the other day. When I started the podcast, I had a five-month-old December, January, February, March. Yeah, four or five month old. And those earlier episodes, if I, I do not go back and listen to them. <laughs> but if I did, I remember like hearing him gurgling and nursing and laughing in the background. And I was worried about it, all self-conscious about it. But guess what? We're a year later and that's going to happen again soon. So pretty soon, I'm sure I'm not going to be alone in my recordings and you're going to have all the coups and whatnot going on in the background. But it's life. I'm a stay at home mom and I (laughs) run a business on the side, you know, all those side things where you're like, all right, well, these are my kids. They live here. It's like when someone calls you on the phone and, uh, this, I, I remember thinking this with my, I have two older sisters, one younger sister. So my two older sisters had kids before me and I just got to be the fun aunt for a while. And I remember calling them though, and it being crazy on their end and thinking like, should I call you back? You know, at a different time, they're like, "No, like this is just it. Like there's not going to be a different time." And now I totally get that when my mom will sometimes say that to me, or just I don't know if I'm talking to somebody else who doesn't have kids. Usually, they're like, "Is there a better time?" Like, um, not really. They're still going to be here. So (laughs) obviously, we have those times that they're more quiet than not. Like right now, it is before they wake up, but you know, it's just reality. So. Here we are. I'm still here to give you all the health and fitness advice and all that good stuff. So today, in that vein, we are talking about processed foods. Ah, okay. This is a big topic that could contribute. I did an episode a couple weeks ago that you might have listened to about bloating. And this is another huge one that might be the biggest culprit of you bloating. This is such a sneaky um, just area to talk about. So first of all, what is processed food? Okay, before I just really deviate and go on my rant about it. (laughs) This is according to WebMD. Processed food is food that is changed in any way from its natural state. Okay, so with that definition, that would technically even include any food that you're baking or anything that you're even freezing because you're actually changing its state. So you could get real crazy about this and say, well, I'm only going to eat raw, whole foods. Yes, you could. That would definitely be the most unprocessed food. Okay. But in general, my more broad description would be, you know, minimally processed or lightly processed foods are the more optimal choice for you and the super processed foods or extremely processed are going to be sometimes the biggest culprit of bloating and things like that. So what I see though a lot is, especially we're rolling on through this challenge and the first thing that can be really tempting, well, first of all, the first question I ever get is, what do I do for snacks? What are healthy snacks? We are a huge snack culture. We love our snacks. So meals, we don't seem to have a problem with. Like, okay, Brittany, you you said you know omelets or overnight oats are good for breakfast. Great lunches. I'm doing my super salad, something with packed with veggies and protein. Dinner, I kind of have my staples of chicken and uh, whatever, some kind of vegetables, some kind of good carb, whatever, sweet potatoes, something. But what do I do for snacks? That's always what it comes down to. Which. Um, I've done an episode on that. I've talked about that before to answer that question. Honestly, real food is still the best option for snacks. I have hard boiled eggs and a piece of chicken sausage sometimes, but call it a snack. It's my mid morning snack, or that's a great place between meals to do a shake that has some good quality protein powder, but you also pack with vegetables and maybe a little bit of fruit sparingly, a good nut butter. Okay. Some of those things I already just mentioned are processed and nut butter's processed. So We'll delve just a little more into this, what it looks like, but overwhelmingly when people try to start eating healthy or just sometimes deviate in it is I also have seen this with people who have been in the eating healthy game for a while, but then get excited about new foods that come out, like you're cruising down the Wegmans aisles or Whole Foods aisles or something and you're like, oh, it says paleo. Oh, it says keto. Oh, you know, I was standing at Walgreens yesterday checking out buying more prenatal vitamins and I'm looking at the stuff around the checkout and, and then actually I was coming from my prenatal appointment and I was hungry cause I did not, I left my apple and my water bottle on the counter and it was very sad times cause I would always tell you to be prepared with snacks and this is why. So I was, I was kind of scanning to, in all honesty and full disclosure, cause I was like, you know, also all of three miles away from my house at this point, but well, you know, what can I possibly eat right now? And I I didn't end up buying anything to eat because I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, all of these just have things thrown on them. Some of them, there was like basically a candy bar. I don't even remember what brand, but it said like keto approved. I'm like, okay, but someone's going to grab this and be like, yeah, I'm doing keto and I'm doing it so well. Like, no, you're just eating a lot of processed foods. So this happens a lot. Again, whether you're new or you've been in the game a while, but you get excited about different options because we all do get in food ruts. Okay. That's A a real thing, and I'll talk about that in an episode soon about breaking out of food rut. But the answer is not to usually pick up something in a bag, right? We do know that's pretty much the most standard way you can break this down. Is if you can scan the barcode of it, it's got some kind of processing going on, which you know makes it hard to track macros because that is um, something that you know a lot of clients too are like, oh, I you know love using my Fitness Pal because it's so easy to scan the barcode, and I'm thinking. You should mostly be eating things you can't scan the barcode. Like, it's okay if some of them do. Do I eat some things that you can scan a barcode? Yes. But it's very easy to think, okay, like, just wander down that sports nutrition aisle, like I said, at whatever, some healthy store, even, and you're looking and you're like, okay, great. It says paleo. It says gluten-free. That's a huge one. And you pick it up and it's still gluten-free cookies and the ingredients are still trash. (laughs) The ingredient list is a mile long and it's packed with additives and super processed. And then you wonder why you're not seeing anything move and why you feel bloated. And this could be a big reason. So let me run down a little bit for you kind of the degrees of processing and you know what i do about it what i advise doing about it we do focus on this a lot and the challenges too because again this is an area people just don't realize they're like yeah i eat really healthily and even if they're staying in their macros and then i look at their food logs and it's like protein bar protein cookies like skinny pop popcorn It's just like processed everywhere. Everything's out of a bag. I don't see enough vegetables. I don't see enough whole foods. And it does make a difference. We want to care about the quality of the foods we put in our body as well. It's really interesting. I mean, and for those of you, if you're listening to this pregnant and you're like, well, I don't care as much right now about seeing numbers, you know, body fat or weight go down or anything. Right. Exactly. I'm there with you. There's so many studies backing up how the food you affect. Nope. One more time. How the food you eat when your baby is it, when in the womb when you are pregnant, how it affects their fat cell development and everything. The food you are eating is exposing them to their first tastes of food. And we can't go crazy with that. I also just said last podcast how my first trimester I eat to survive. And that is true. And I definitely think there's a point to that. But then trying to, as you can stomach more second and third trimester, hopefully if you're not super sick, to try to get away from the processed foods and make sure you're including whole, clean, beautiful foods. So back to this. This um, chart I actually got from MindfulEats.com. So you could look it up if you want. Just a nice little color-coded chart. And its first category is raw whole foods. So raw whole foods would be food that is in its most natural form. It is not touched by, you, you haven't cooked it, you haven't frozen it, any of that stuff. So examples of this would be apples, berries, oranges, bananas, carrot sticks, raw nuts, raw broccoli, and a very controversial addition on here of raw milk. We're not even going to touch that one. I'm just going to read you the chart and (laughs) not delve either way. Some of you listening to this might be really into the raw milk thing. Some of you might be like, that's really, you're not supposed to do that and that's illegal this, that is funny. I am touching it. Here I go. I've never had raw milk, but I went down this rabbit hole a couple months ago where I was on a big kick of like, I think we should get raw milk. And then I realized it is illegal in my state, but I was still like, I'm sure people do it. So how do you do it? And I know nothing about this. Okay. So I'll just tell you my rabbit hole ended there within me getting freaked out again and thinking, you know what, perhaps we just continue with the pasteurization because I don't know what I'm doing here. Okay. So that's my side. So that's your raw whole foods. That's like not processed at all, right? You are picking an apple off the tree. You are eating it. That's great. The most we can get from there. That's great. However, already I'm going to deviate a little bit because the next category is cooked whole foods. And I don't see a big, it it also, you need to factor in how you're actually going to eat foods. I personally do not like raw broccoli. So even though that gets it, you know, to me in the most natural state, I will eat an entire sheet pan of roasted broccoli, but I'm not going to eat it raw. So you also have to take with a grain of salt, you know, how much that matters. So cooked whole foods are foods that are still untouched and natural, but it is cooked. So steamed or stir fried vegetables, quinoa, brown rice, slow cooked oatmeal, hummus, grilled steak, baked fish, roasted nuts. I would assume that any kind of cooked chicken or meats on there as well, since they're specifying grilled steak. So this is what I consider the, the two pro, the two categories I just read from pretty much, that you want to ideally get 80% of your nutrition from. That is where you want your 80%. Yes, in some of that might be a protein bar or might be a protein powder that helps you reach your targets and think like, well, Brittany, I don't want to count a protein bar in my 20% indulgences. I get that. So you could have a couple processed, you know, things sprinkled in there. I'm getting ahead of myself because I wanted to tell you the categories and then go into my tips, but... just kind of work in here. This is where you want the bulk of your calories coming from. This is where you want to use most of your macros in. So that looks like having a slow cooked oatmeal for breakfast with some, you know, see there I go already because I suggest always adding some protein and some nut butter to that. Those are processed. So I guess mixing some processed with the unprocessed is also, you know, not the end of the world. But say your lunches and dinners, you could pretty much get away with almost totally minimal, minimally processed or and barely processed a big salad or a big soup with those vegetables they just named with those cooked meats. And you're good. That's pretty darn unprocessed. Okay. Then lightly processed or refined foods, they say are food that has been altered from its original form to last longer. So this looks like whole wheat pasta and bread, white rice, white pasta and bread, Homemade cookies, instant oatmeal, and cheese. This is not the end all be all. They're just including some examples. But, you know, think about cheese. It's obviously not in its natural state anymore, but it has not been so modified, hopefully, in a factory or whatever to totally make it into something it never was before. Okay. So, lightly processed is like, okay, well, we had this grain and now we've made it into pasta. So, it was not that many steps away from it. Then totally processed foods are foods that look nothing like its original form and contains chemicals. So these are the ones that you really never need. Okay, let's just say that you really never would be needing, finding yourself like absolutely needing to use totally processed foods. So this looks like Doritos, Sun Chips, Cheese Whiz, (laughs) gross, crackers, Spam, fake butter, Coke, Pepsi, French fries, packaged brownie mix. Okay, so unfortunately though, we can laugh and say okay, Cheese Whiz and Spam, but there are a lot of things that we could probably pawn off as sports nutrition that if you looked at, you're like, this is totally processed. I mean packaged brownie mix was just on there. So even if you slap gluten-free brownie mix on the front or you slap paleo brownie mix on the front, you still need to look at the ingredients because it's still probably way altered and probably contains chemicals. A lot of times when they're trying to make something a healthier version, they're adding chemicals, right? It's just like if you even look at Coke and Diet Coke, or you look at something made diet, they're usually just taking out the sugar, the real sugar, and they're putting in aspartame or they're putting in sucralose. They're putting in a sugar alcohol that is worse for you in the long run than sugar would be. So the takeaway here and what we do in the challenges is I I challenge my participants, again, for lack of a better word, to cut way down on the processed foods to go through an at least one day plan for at least one day, the first week you try this to try to have a minimally processed day where you only have one or two foods that are lightly processed. Okay. So again, you could probably get through the rest of your life without having anything totally processed. Do I, I cannot say for sure. Yes, because again, I, I do promote eating 80, 20, So if in your 20% indulgences, it means that you want to have a portion of salt vinegar your chips, all right, that's totally processed, but it's not going to kill you when you are eating it in moderation and you're having a little bit of it, right? It's not going to kill you. So should you never have them? That's up to you. It really is. If you are doing it, like I said, in that example, just not very often and in moderation, a small portion It's not going to wreck everything you ever did. It's not, in my opinion, going to derail your health, right? So I don't think these things need to be really black and white. But could you do without them? You definitely could. What we really, I think it's really hard to do without are the lightly processed foods. I just told you I couldn't even get through the day of not, you know, having protein in there because of the oatmeal and things like that. But you could. So think about looking at a minimally processed day. You are maybe having a big egg, an egg white omelet with vegetables for breakfast with, you know, some salsa on top too, and then some cooked bacon or chicken sausage or something. So there you go. You already have that minimally processed because obviously you're cooking the bacon or you're cooking the chicken sausage or that's, you know, been modified a little bit, but it's still a whole clean food and maybe with a little side of fruit, okay, pineapples or something. And then you get to lunch and you're having a big salad packed with veggies, packed with grilled chicken, then maybe a little bit of cheese on top, right? Some goat cheese or blue cheese or feta cheese. Oh, I just made chicken savlaki salads for dinner last night. They were so good. But that was a really good example of a pretty minimally processed meal, right? I had it was a big bed of romaine lettuce, grilled chicken, feta cheese, onion. We don't do olives. Neither, me, neither myself nor my husband like them. So I left the olives out. Um, but, and then I did use a whole wheat pita on the side too. Cause if I did not put a carb on the table, I think my husband would keel over. <laughs> so, um, I did use whole wheat pitas there. So, and that would be in your lightly processed foods. So you can absolutely get through a day like this. Again, where we fall into the processed food trap is usually snacks. So look at what you're doing for snacks. Look at the labels of things. If there's a ton of ingredients on there and chemicals and things you don't recognize, then they need to be once in a while kind of things. I used to use a protein powder. I used to promote a protein powder that has sucralose in it. This is more getting into the artificial sweeteners realm, but the ingredients on the back, I couldn't even identify a lot of them and had sucralose. They taste, they tasted amazing. It was the best tasting protein powders I've ever had, but were they the best thing for you? No. So then a couple years down the road, you know, I'm looking more at, okay, what is the most natural? What's the closest to its natural state? Because I do care more about how my body looks on the inside than, you know, just the outside or than the outside. So I think in the, you need to just kind of weigh what is important to you and weigh what is worth it. I That is the biggest piece of this is it's just the knowledge of what is best for you so that you can do with it what you will, right? Because I might have just said, yeah, I would, you know, maybe still have salt and vinegar chips sometimes, and that's totally processed. Where you might hear that and be like, oh, I would never, you know, have salt and vinegar chips. So I could do totally without that, but I do like using packaged brownie mix every once in a while, right? That's the difference. We're all different people. We have different likes, we have different scales of what we want to accept and not accept I think the biggest thing that we can do for ourselves is make sure we're eating mostly of the minimally processed. Okay, look at your stuff. Don't just grab something because it says paleo or keto or gluten-free and look at the ingredients. Try to really shop the perimeter of the store. That old advice still holds true. If you are looking at your produce department, your meat department, and then, you know, dairy, if you're doing some dairy, things like that, eggs, like you walk the perimeter, you're going to be in a good shape. Usually the most processed food is in the middle aisles. Do I use nothing from the middle aisles? No, I definitely don't. I, there's things that I do go into the middle aisles and grab, right? I use canned tomatoes for my sauce. I use, you know, there's all other things too, like baking things that we'll use to supplement what we're trying to make. But that's another good point here is not to say that all sports nutrition food is bad, but usually if you make it on your own, it's going to be a lot less processed. So there are protein bars that I've really liked that are just so processed and have so many fake ingredients in them. I'm like, I cannot do this (laughs) knowing this. So I will make protein bars. There are clean versions. There are really clean bar versions. Then there's the Perfect Bar, Raw Rev Glow Bars I love, and I give that away as a prize for the challenge because I love the flavor. Unfortunately, they're they're small. So you're you're done in like two bites, but they're very clean ingredients. But another option I was going to say is that I have just started making my own. So I use the most clean protein powders that I can find like orgain and things like that. I use applesauce. I use oats. I'll use a couple other things, a nut butter or something. I will make my own protein bars. And there we go. I know exactly what's in them. Are they still minimally processed? Yes, but they're not in that totally processed department. Okay, so hopefully that's another takeaway too. It's like, okay, well, if I shouldn't buy the super processed paleo brownie mix, what should I do? Google a recipe. Okay, there's so many recipes that you can whip up on your own with almond flour and things like that that don't have all the other things that are also added to them to help preserve them. Okay, because that's a big part is a lot of times things have to be added to make them last. All right. Okay, I hope that was helpful. Uh, this is a question I get not a lot, but usually comes up more in the why am I so bloated or feeling crappy thing. And last thing I want to say on this too is look out for the diet traps that are really featured around these kind of foods. I have seen many waves of different fads come in and out. And if everything comes to you in a box that they say this is what you're going to eat for the next month, that's like your, that should be a dead, give away to you to like run the other way and go to a farmer's market and get a bunch of fruit and vegetables and whole meats and eggs and do your own thing. Okay. Because if you're eating everything that comes out of a package, how is that like, even just like hearing that, how does that sound like a good idea for you? We were not made to eat things that were genetically modified in a factory. Yes. Okay. If we do consume some of that in moderation, I have no problem with that. But if a diet plan or something that is boasting health and going to increase your health is telling you just eat everything out of this box and then like one meal a day, That is that should have you running the other way. Okay, (laughs) Don't do that. Eat your whole clean foods. Stick to the lighter process side of life. You're going to feel a lot lighter. You're going to feel a lot better. You're going to be more regular. See, there's so many things we can talk about in regards to this, but I will end it there. And you can let me know if you have any questions or need anything from me. Um, if you have not, I would love if you take a second to review the podcast, super helpful in helping others find it. If you are on iTunes, just scroll down to the bottom and you can tap the star rating. And if you could take a couple seconds to tap out a little written review, I really appreciate that. And I really love reading them. I do go through and read them all the time. So thank you. And I will talk to you next time.